Hey guys, welcome to Quarter Twins, Quarter Twins episode 17, Quarter Twins, the only Quarter Twins podcast, Quarter Twins, where two quarters make a dollar quarter, Twins. Yes. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Today, we are talking about things that you do with your ears. We're listening (laughs) to things... We're hearing things. Yeah. It's all about the sense of hearing. You guys on the audio listeners are hype because there's nothing to show on the screen this week. That's right. And there could have been some music to play over the podcast, but um, copyright. It's a little bit too... Copyright is an issue. Yeah. So uh, we've compiled a playlist of songs for you guys to listen to uh, throughout the podcast, if you will. Mm. And uh, you can tune in to those songs when we talk about the songs. But I haven't even begun to explain yeah. what we're doing. <laughs> I was about to say, you should tell them so what I'm, we're I'm doing. So I'm getting a little, and tell getting them, a little bit ahead of myself. Tell them what we're not doing, because we said we were going to do something else this week. That is also <laughs> true, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I didn't do yes. that either. Yeah, right. uh, we love you guys. You're just so excited. The podcast. Ah, I can't wait. <laughs> this podcast has everything I could have ever wanted in it. Okay. Oh, wow. This is the greatest podcast. Okay. So last week we said we were going to watch <laughs> Nope, the movie, Jordan Peele's third movie, Nope, and uh, which came out in theaters today, Thursday, the 21st, uh, which yeah. is a special day for Jordan. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sam and I got engaged two years ago today. Woo! So, okay. There you go. Um, Thanks for that shout awesome. out. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the movie comes out today. Well, we're recording the podcast today, and neither of us have seen the movie. So we're going to give you guys a chance to see the movie. We're going to give ourselves a chance to mm. see the movie and do the episode on Nope next week. So what was next week's episode that we're now doing today? <laughs> Our favorite movie scores. That is what we're talking about today. Now I've gone back to where I was previously. We're talking about things we do with our ears. That's listening to perfect scores, perfect music Mm. from movies. That's right. So we're talking about our favorite, our 10 favorite movie scores. Uh, We have a list of 10 movies each. And uh, we're also going to have, uh, we have a huge list of honorable mentions to talk about, just yes. like one-off songs or like things we like, but not as much as other things we like. But we have to talk about them all because 10 is not enough kind right. of a, a, a situation. Yeah. Um, one other thing I'd like to talk about specifically okay. before we get to the, before we get into the meat and potatoes. Yes. Um. We can look at the little microgreens on the side. Um, <laughs> Miss Marvel is finished. We've talked about it a little bit uh, last week and the week prior. Yeah, I think we've, t- we've um, touched on it, yeah. But <laughs> it's, it's over now, and we can finally give our strong opinions, our based takes. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the dish from me. Miss Marvel is my favorite mcu show wow that is that's nuts a fact i don't think so 
I think it's um, crazy talk. I think it's criminally underrated, <laughs> and should be uh, held in the vaults of Valhalla. Yeah, there you go. Uh, the, the, halls the halls of Valhalla. Of yes. Valhalla. That that was hard, <laughs> hard for me to it's say. Hard to say. Um, I just thought it was like such a fun show. Um, I I guess if I have to give it a critique to mm. sound, you know, to to make my argument not so biased, uh, I think the antagonistic forces in this show are less than par. Yeah. Um, there's like three antagonistic forces throughout this show and none of them really develop at all right uh, which is a bit of a bummer and uh, sometimes the special effects are really bad <laughs> sometimes they're okay yeah uh, sometimes they're really bad but i think the story isn't really about that it's like about the characters and family mm-hmm. and I like family. I do a podcast with my family. There you go. And uh, it's beautiful. It's I so good. Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, I really liked it too. I think, like you said, the villain, it has a, a villain and then it, it's just like the villain's dead now really quickly. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it happens super fast, which is kind of weird. But, you know, it's just, it's just fun and like you can tell that the show had a team of people who were really passionate about it and who really wanted to tell the story. And um, we talked about Iman Vellani, the actress who plays Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan. She is obviously just in love with the character, having a great time. Um, I was talking to uh, Elisha, who was on our Mm. episode where we ranked um, all the Disney Plus MCU shows, and he hates the show. Uh, oh, which no. is just so on brand for him. Uh, so <clears throat> hate everything that's good and love everything <laughs> yeah. that's bad. So I guess yeah, I guess people are some people are not liking it, which I don't really. I'm just like guys, this is a fun. It's a fun show that I I enjoy. I think so. The mm-hmm. the first episode is like is amazing. Like some of the best Marvel stuff in years, mm-hmm. right? Because it's like the first episode is super like. There's tons of like animations and creative camera work and stuff. And that kind of like it does stick around for the rest of the series, but it it kind of goes down quite a bit from that point. Um, Mm -hmm. There's not quite as much of that creativity from the first episode throughout the entire series. So that's a little nitpick if I had to have one, but it's great. It's It's, so good. It's just a fun show, man. I would even uh, counter, because I have something specifically in my notes called the special dolly shot. Mm, Yes. And uh, so in the final battle, I'm not going to spoil anything for anybody who hasn't watched, but there's a shot uh, where a dolly, which is a thing that holds a camera Mm -hmm, pretty much mm -hmm. on a vehicle or what have you, and it goes under a car. And then someone on the other side of the car, another operator, picks the camera up off the dolly, which you have to break a dolly to be able to do that. It doesn't come unlocked. Mm-hmm. And so they put the camera rolls under the car, and in one shot, someone else picks up the camera, and then they focus on the character, and they go around the car, and the fight continues. It's pretty dope. I... It, <laughs> something about... Something about... 
movies and like the the way that I am like when 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 I'm reminded that it's made by people yeah. and there's someone behind the camera for whatever reason that just really gets me. Hmm. I was watching a show called Peaky Blinders, oh. which is a Netflix show about a British gang. Um, there was a shot where it was like a, you know, handheld shoulder cam, right? Sure. Nothing special. But you could tell that <clears throat> the actor got a little too close to the camera, hmm. like he missed his mark a little. And you could see the guy kind of like shuffle backwards a little. And I could totally tell that it was him moving backwards like that because he kind of did one of these little mm-hmm. leans. And I was just like, oh, it's, it's amazing. It's perfect. Because <laughs> awesome. it, like, it like triggers a memory that I'm like, oh, yeah, someone, this is being yeah, made. Being like, made it's art, somebody. you know? Right. Yeah. So I just love that um, specifically. Mm. And I'm just going to keep talking about it because I can't stop myself. <laughs> Um, in the movie Knives Out, ah, okay, yes. great, this also occurs. Such a good movie. Probably talk um, about it in a, in a few yes, minutes. There, 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 is, um, there is a scene where a will is read, and after the will is read, yes, a uh, character up. is bequeathed a house. <laughs> yes. Bequeathed is the correct word, by the way. Uh, yeah. I, believe, um, I believe you. I, I can't confirm, but I believe you. <laughs> it, yeah, it totally is, 100%. I know words. Yes. Um, and so the family is all running out after this person who got the house, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like running away. And there's this nice smooth dolly shot down the stairs. And she gets to the bottom of the stairs. And the music, which we'll talk about, is really good here. <laughs> and this violin goes, Wee! <laughs> and uh, someone picks the dolly off or the camera off yeah. the dolly and it's like free cam. You see it. And I, like, you see it like yeah, you literally dolly, see it be yeah. pulled off the thing. Oh. It's amazing. Ah! Yeah, that's so good. <laughs> I, I literally, I'm in the theater with my parents. I got up off my chair, oh, bro. Dude. I love it so much. <laughs> it was so good. Oh man. Oh man. Okay. So, so that's enough that about that. It's so good. Okay. It's a great movie. Um, Now I've had my rant. I apologize. So. People are like, oh, Knives Out is boring. Oh, it's so predictable. I'm like, get out of town. Get out of here. Knives Out is a masterpiece. Ryan Johnson is the best filmmaker to ever live. Base. Never made That's a, a bad great movie. take. Never ever in his life. <laughs> he made guys, the best okay? Star Wars movie. Did I say it? I said it. Well, <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> but One it is in the, the top three. Yeah. Okay. Um, great score in that movie, by the way. Great score. Ooh, scores. Let's yeah. talk about scores. Yeah, is that what go. we're here to do? That's what we're talking okay. about. Nice transition. Um, yeah. What's in a score, Jordan? Well, a score, we wanted to, we need to distinguish between, there are two things in movies regarding music usually. There's the score and there's the soundtrack. Some movies have both, some movies have one or the other. Um, a score, or let me start with, a soundtrack is like your, your Guardians of the Galaxy volume, uh, awesome mix volume one. All the licensed music hooked on a feeling. All the all the pop songs from our world that are in the movie—that's the soundtrack that you can buy at the store. The score of a movie is the music written by a composer 
and 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 and, and played by an orchestra. That's my violin motion mm. uh, <laughs> for visual, visual <laughs> listeners. Uh, played usually played by an orchestra. It can be it can be whatever instruments, but you know, original music written for a movie, TV show, video game, whatever, what have you. Mm-hmm. So a score is uh, nine times out of ten. You know, well, it's always music in some in some form, but it also sometimes includes sound effects, that sort of thing. So. It's a lot of music under the yeah. yeah under the larger umbrella of sound design. Sound design, yes. You get all your sound effects and little yeah. cues and stuff. So we, so me and Joshua, we love movie scores. We're 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 mm-hmm. kind of nerds for music. We were both in a uh, 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 band. Uh, yes. Back in the day when we were kids, I played clarinet. What did you play? I played the French horn, the best instrument to ever live. Low key. High key, John Williams' favorite instrument. It's which that that's a pretty good indicator of what's a good instrument. Yeah, every time a French horn is like has a solo and a score, I'm like, wow, this this is great. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're we're kind of music nerds. We've been we we were we were the band nerds back in the day, and we uh, my favorite times in band class was when we were when we played songs from movies. Uh, mm-hmm. We well, I'll, I'll talk about some later because they show up on my list. But I loved when we would play movie scores in our band and all of that. And when I played piano, I would like, I would play movie scores by ear. I had a whole, I had like a whole arrangement from How to Train Your Dragon that I like wrote myself because mm. um, I was just like in love with it, which that we'll awesome. get to. But um, yeah, we're 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 suckers for some some good uh, music in general. So. Uh, yeah, we got some. You want to start us off with some some honorable mentions? You got we got a big list of honorables. Yeah, so these are things that I really like. Oh, uh, we, we should uh, say again now that we explained. We're talking about scores. We compiled all of our favorite scores. We picked two songs from each of our favorite scores and put mm-hmm. them on a Spotify playlist and a YouTube yes. playlist. So wherever you're, and you I'll probably are, make an Apple Music playlist. There you as go, well. that too. Wherever you are, you can. When we're talking about a song, and if you want to listen to it, you can go listen to it, come back, and hear us talk about it, or listen to it all after. Um, so that's there for you. It's in the episode description. Hit that up. There you go. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. Okay. Yes. So maybe some of these honorable mentions might also show up on that playlist. Yeah. Um, just to give like a nice spread of a ton of songs mm-hmm. so you can listen to all of them okay i have a ton of honorable mentions um so does jordan so we're just gonna kind of rapid fire rapid these fire. and then we'll get into the movie specific ones on the list my first one is uh the soundtrack to or the, the score i should say yes of you. sword art online oh. which is an anime um it's a show I've watched many times, and uh, I like quite a lot. And the music is, it's like a, it's kind of like a shorter score. There's like 10, 15 songs, mm-hmm. but they're, so they're all played a lot. And this is a theme that's going to come up for me in my list a lot, mm. is uh, replayability, repeatability. Yep. And uh, so like having a shorter list of songs that are all memorable and memorizable 
um, and easy to hum along to uh, make it very enjoyable for me. So Sword Art Online, really good. Uh, Logan is my next one. Logan was on my list uh, as a top tenor of, because of I movie. couldn't think of anything else. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Logan the movie, yeah. Um, and it was on my list to talk about one specific moment in the, sh- in the movie, and then I realized that's not really the whole score. Sure. That's just one moment. So I kind of, I knocked it off the list. But I'll talk about the moment anyway. That's why there I made go. this list of honorable mentions. So there's a moment where a character dies, and it's dark outside, and there's a car on fire, and someone is screaming, <laughs> and the music's like, and she's screaming, and it's literally not even really music. It's just like one synthetic horn mm-hmm. sound, and it, it just, oh, it just makes, sends chills through my body. Uh, so that's really cool, that's and score. I wanted to talk about that briefly. Yeah, it, yeah okay, it is, it is pretty good. I just, uh, I don't listen to most of it, you know? Yep. yep. Uh, everything on my list is stuff that I listen to on a regular basis. There you go. So that, that was something else that I kind of, yep. uh, as qualifiers for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one I have is the name of the song, Kamido Tanjiro no Uta, which is a song about a character, again, from an anime called Demon Slayer. Ooh. Very good. It's a, uh, it's a very powerful song about family and love and sacrifice, <laughs> and it makes me cry when I listen to it. <laughs> yeah, and go. I can picture the episode that it's played in perfectly as it's like shot for shot to the music. Mm. I can see it in my head, which doesn't happen very often, and it gets me hype in the car when I listen to it. <laughs> um, there is a song called Life and Death from the long series TV show called Lost. Mm. Um, Jordan, you haven't seen Lost, right? No, I haven't. Yeah, so I won't spoil it. Um, this song is played at the end of the show. Mm. It's the last song you hear. It's never played in the rest of the TV show. And it's just a piano going, Dum 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 da dum. It's like ah, oh. and it just like kind of swells. <laughs> yeah. Slowly, it gets louder as over and over. Really nice. nice. Really good. Okay, that's really great. We like that. Um, Beasts of No Nation, an Oscar-winning film, um, featuring Idris Elba as a warlord oh. in Africa. Uh, there's a song called Song for Strika who is a child soldier uh, in this movie. And it's a beautiful song about that kid. There you go. And I like that song. Very beautiful. Uh, Musicals. I wanted to briefly mention musicals. musicals. Because that's kind of like an interesting little thing on the side. Um, Sound of Music is my favorite musical. Shout out Sherry. There you go. For that one. Thank you for that. Julie Andrews. Pretty good. And uh, Tarzan is a... Because Phil Collins, you know, that's such like a, I I almost put Tarzan at number 10 too. That was a close one uh, just because there's so many bangers. Mm -hmm. I really, really like that because it's weird because it's like not specifically like all orchestra, Mm -hmm. but it is like music made for the movie. So it was was a little weird. I didn't know where to put it. It's a musical, but the characters aren't singing. It's just Phil Collins writing 
pop songs Bangers. for the movie that are mm-hmm. really good. So really, really good. Yeah. So that's one thing. Um, three uh, soundtracks that I love to death: uh, Guardians of the Galaxy one and two, obviously. Uh, Baby Driver. Mm-hmm. Edgar Wright wrote. Or well, he didn't write. Sorry, he chose all the songs and then made the movie around the songs. So you you are like talking directed specifically and edited. soundtracks. Yes, these three are the soundtracks. The Guardians soundtracks. Uh, Guardians one specifically does have a very nice score as yeah, well. The sure. theme is pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, Baby Driver, uh, all of the sc- soundtrack songs that he chose, pop songs and whatever else were chosen and then he wrote the movie to fly kind of through the songs Mm -hmm. that he chose in the order that he chose them as well which is cool um mama mia i guess i'll put that on the list too that's like a cool thing uh abba they just made an album and then someone was like let's make a musical of all these songs in this album which is cool i didn't know um surfs up a movie about penguins Mm. surfing uh Shia LaBeouf again perfect yeah. yes Shia LaBeouf in one of honestly one of my favorite Shia LaBeouf I, yeah, performances that movie great, is that movie. so hilariously good <laughs> I love that movie um all of the music in that movie like the it's like the epitome of 2000s music like all the good 2000s music I don't like most 2000s music but that's like a good mm-hmm. there's like a, a lot of good music in that one sure. soundtrack wise moving back to scores briefly we have Inception uh, kind of bringing in the blah blah. thing, uh, which is cool. Also, Hans Zimmer is killing it with songs like Time. Yep. Uh, very good. Very iconic. Um, yes. Oh, yes. Um, theme songs, like intros mm-hmm. to shows mm-hmm. and stuff, like the Friends show, Shout Out Friends. Um, that's like iconic, you know, you'll yep. love that. Um, for whatever reason, anime specifically loves theme songs and ending songs Mm. and there's like a whole culture surrounding openings and endings uh which is fun and they're all very good and like popular japanese Mm -hmm. artists will get paid a ton of money to do the intros to shows which i like so all of it's like highly produced and competition breeds uh excellence or whatever you know something capitalistic would say um pokemon music is very good, specifically uh, Gen 5, black go. and white. So good. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Mario, mm-hmm. very good, iconic. You got to love that. Um, Randy Newman, no one on love Earth has a voice like Randy Newman. And uh, we love him in Toy Story and uh, Monsters, Inc. and such. Yep. Very, very good, very iconic. And then my last one is Silence. Mm. Amazing movie. Which, uh, well... I wasn't. I wasn't talking about a movie. I meant literally speaking. Oh, well, uh, it is a great movie. <laughs> um, I don't know anything about a movie called Silence. Oh, dude, we should Apologies. watch it. Yeah, it's great. Um, Andrew Garfield, isn't it? Okay, I like him. <laughs> He's good. Anyway, continue. <laughs> um, I was just gonna say, like, sometimes no sound, no music is just as impactful as mm. a ton of loud horns. Uh, specifically in fight scenes, I like to hear like the punching and stuff. Yep. Yep. I think it just kind of like brings a atmosphere to it. So that's my list of things. There you go. I've ranted long enough. Your turn. <laughs> okay. 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 Before I forget, I'm going to go through my list, but later I want to ask you what okay. makes a bad score or a bad soundtrack. Think about Ooh. that. 
while I do this. My honorable okay. mentions, Stranger Things. Everybody loves the Stranger Things music. Stranger Things has both a great score and a great soundtrack, uh, especially season four. Uh, everybody mm. running up that hill, Kate Bush. Uh, wow. What they did, and the best thing is when, 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 when they put the soundtrack and the score together. That is just that's the best thing ever. In Stranger Things season four, running up that hill, they they add some score and it's great. Also a great example of that into the Spider Verse. Great soundtrack, mm. great score yes. that go together very well. Uh Loki. I love the score for Loki. It like enhances that show so much for me. Super creative. Um love that. Uh Batman nineteen eighty nine. So the first Michael Keaton Batman, very iconic Batman theme written by Danny Elfman. Um, I really like that score. It's very nostalgic, very iconic. In the same vein, uh, the first Superman, great, some great John Williams themes mm-hmm. for a Superman movies um, that have always been great to listen to. I have that on vinyl, uh, one of the original copies, nice. so that's pretty cool. Um, I also have Randy Newman, all the Pixar, Randy Newman scores and soundtracks. Um, also, is Randy Newman, are, is, are Randy Newman and Thomas Newman related as Thomas's son? They are, I don't know if they're father and son, father but and they son definitely are, are related. related. They're both great. Yes. They both do Pixar movies, and they're both great. Uh, the Newmans. Let's see, I lost my list. Where'd it go? Joker. Uh, Joker. Joker has a great score. I don't really listen to it that often because it's weird and creepy. Um, mm-hmm. But I love it in the movie. It enhances that film super well. Uh, Shazam. Uh, there's really... I don't listen to any of Shazam except for the 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 song that is titled Shazam. It's like... Mm. It's so good. It's like super... Um, it's almost like cliche superhero music. But it's just like, it's really good. You should listen to that. Um, okay. I love all the music for the Snyder trilogy of DC movies. So Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and Zack Snyder's Justice League, all written by Hans Zimmer. And I think they brought in um, Junkie XL for the last two. Um, and they worked together on those. Uh, I'd had Man of Steel on my list, and then I thought about it more, and I bumped it off. Um, Rough. I really love all the music and themes that Zimmer wrote for that trilogy. Uh, great stuff. And also uh, theme songs. I've always loved like, I've always loved TV theme songs in general, but like there are theme songs from like old Star Trek series and like Stargate and like all like a bunch of old shows that I used to watch mm-hmm. um, that have really good series theme songs um, that were that I just love and were inspiring to me. There's something uh, Joshua and I are working on. We'll talk about in a future episode uh, where I wrote, I've been writing some music. Mm. I don't know if we'll use any of that music, but I was writing some music for this thing we're doing. Um, and it's copyright free. Yes, that's right. So we can use it. The uh, one song I wrote was very inspired by those types of theme songs. And that's kind of the vibe I was going for. Um, and the the Mandalorian, love the mm. score for the Mandalorian. Um, great, like kind of Western samurai inspired music for the show that is Western and samurai inspired. Uh, great, 
Uh, I have Blade Runner 2049 is on my honorable mentions. We'll talk about it later also. Um, great stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Have you seen Judas and the Black Messiah? I have not. That movie's fantastic. You should definitely watch that. Um, the music is super good. Uh, super creative. Um, yeah. I also have Knives Out on my list. Ooh. Um, Knives Out has a really good score that is like captures the vibe perfectly. Um, recent movie, No Time to Die, uh, the latest James Bond movie, Hans Zimmer again, writing a fantastic score. Um, there's a song at the James end. James Bond in general. There's a song at the end where a character dies. I won't spoiler. I won't spoil who that is, but a character is dying. And <laughs> and the music is just I cry every time. So mm. uh and also I lastly on my honorable mentions, uh Dune, also Hans Zimmer. Once again, the score for Dune is really, really, really good. Uh I know you haven't seen that yet, but I haven't seen it. It's fantastic. I just want to read the book, but I'm too Super lazy to vibe. buy the book. That's my list. So Wowzers. Ugh. Okay. All right, we're 30 minutes in. You asked in. me a question. Yeah. You asked what me you a think? question about uh, what makes a bad score. Do bad scores even exist? Like, what makes uh, a bad score? What makes a good score? I would say, I mean, you mentioned it a lot during your honorable mentions, was that uh, a score should, it serves to enhance a movie, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like it when scores take over. Or are like way better than they should be. Mm. That's that sounds weird when I say it, but like they're too loud, or yeah. they are. Uh, it's hard to it's hard to yeah. even quantify. I honestly think like Tenet. I I like the score in Tenet, but mm. it's so freaking loud. Yeah, <laughs> and like you can't the, the beating like it's yeah it's dope, but it's also like yeah. You can't hear what people are That's saying really half movie, the time. And like, yeah. it's not a bad score necessarily, but like sometimes it is distracting. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So I guess if, to put it in the simplest terms, if it, if it doesn't fit the tone mm-hmm. very well, or it's too fast or too slow, that, that tends to make it less enjoyable. Yeah. Or if it's like, poorly placed i don't think that's the uh scores fault yeah necessarily the editor uh putting it yeah. too soon or too early or something like that whatever yeah can do a disservice to the score but for sure i think uh, a, yeah. for the most part scores are better than movies oh yeah <laughs> i wanted to uh talk about that uh, one movie that comes to mind the rise of skywalker which we love <laughs> oh i hate them um so the score is obviously written by john williams it's not a bad score it's john williams but it's one of the worst scores in all of star wars because so john like composers like john williams compose all this music and then there's some rando they hire to put the music in places in the movie right the editor um that sort of thing and usually like the composer and the editors will work together to like so i wrote this theme for darth vader so when darth vader comes on the screen put this music in right 
but mm-hmm. in the rise of skywalker whoever edited the music in rise of skywalker which uh shout out to a uh, youtube channel uh sideways has a great video explaining this concept um in the rise of skywalker the editor just places music in places that it doesn't belong so he'll place like han and leia's theme in a scene with like i don't know ray and kylo or like he'll place uh the force theme in like a scene where nobody's using the force or he'll place yoda's theme where yoda's nowhere to be found and Mm. so it's like that i hate i hate that's one of the reasons i hate rise of skywalker is because it like it uses music incorrectly in places that it doesn't belong. Mm. And also an example of a bounce bad soundtrack. Uh, we haven't gotten to it yet, but the first Suicide Squad movie they made um, is terrible, for one. It's a terrible movie. It has a terrible soundtrack <laughs> uh, because they... Guardians of the Galaxy had come out and... Excuse me. Uh... That was the first movie, first superhero movie to like utilize soundtrack like in the way that it did. Mm-hmm. And DC wanted to replicate that. So they just thought, okay, just put music in the movie wherever, however often. So that movie is basically just like a nonstop music video of music that has no reason to be in it. And it's just distracting and bad. So, um, yikes. Yeah. I think what we like in scores is when it enhances the movie. Uh, it fits with the style of the film uh, and that it sounds good, <laughs> which is, right. you know. There is, of course, the artistic preference. Yes, preference, of course. At play as well. So we should get into it. We're Let's do 30 it. minutes in, so here we go. That's fine, man. Okay. Um, do you want to go, I'll do my whole list or mm. 10 and 10 and 9 and 9 and so on? Oh, uh, just do, let's do, uh, let's alternate. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So for my number 10, I have the movie 1917 Ooh. by Thomas Newman. Um, this movie is, uh, composed or sorry, it's, sh- it's made to look like it's all one shot. Mm. which artistically is very difficult. Um, You have to create a set that is as long as the scene Mm -hmm. so that if they're walking through it, they get to the end when the scene ends, which is incredibly hard to do. So the whole process of the movie is made with the idea that the scenes are, they're they're built to be one shot. Mm -hmm. Everything is one shot. And so I think that that even tied into the music a little here, where songs are the specific length of the scene, or they are, like, a lot of times you'll have themes, like John Williams will make a theme for Yoda, right? In a, right? and then they will cut it down to fit the scene sure. better, mm-hmm. what have you. Like, Ray's theme is like eight minutes long, right? but her first scene in the Star Destroyer is like, three minutes long Mm -hmm. so they cut her her theme down in this movie i don't think any song is cut or shortened at any point Mm. there's even a point where the character we're following goes unconscious and it's the only like obvious break in the shot Mm -hmm. 
and the music stops at that point. But it's not cut off. The music finishes there. Mm. So I think that that is really beautiful. So the two songs that I have are The Night Window and 1600 Men. Mm -hmm. So spoilers, I guess, for this movie. Um, our, our soldier that we're following, whose name escapes me. Um, this is, uh, this he, is one of your favorite movies, right? What number was it? I forget. Yes. Oh gosh. Uh, six or seven, I think. Mm. Uh, it's up there. It's up there. Um, right after he is shot in the head, he wakes up, um, like, I, I mean, it glanced his helmet, right? He didn't he got die. shot in the head. Um, he woke up. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually the, I think he, the bullet missed him and he just fell down the stairs and hit his head. Ah, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. Uh, he wakes up and has to travel through Yakust, Mm -hmm. which is a city or a town in France, I think is where they're at, at the time. And, um, it's at night during the night window and the song is him running through town surrounded by the enemy which i believe is german um and they find him there so they start shooting flares up in the sky mm-hmm. and so the the flares go up and around on these like wires so that they're specifically placed mm-hmm. so that the shadows are moving and it's like this weird horror film-esque like mm-hmm the it's like night but it's really bright out and the shadows are moving super quickly and the music kind of swells every time the uh lights go over it's very very nice i like that a lot mm-hmm. so that's something i really enjoy and uh 1600 men is like the uh climax of the film when he runs across the battlefield uh, to save these men who are charging into a trap. And it's just like a nice, like, classic orchestral, swelling, symphonic... Uh, it's amazing. Yeah. It's really yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. So those are the two songs that I picked. I just think that it's... um, It's like the epitome of what a film score should be mm-hmm. in my eyes. It kind of just fits exactly how it should it feels right um for a war movie also has like a specific vibe that the music kind of fits so i just really like that one nice love that i I still need to watch that movie again Um, i saw it once and i enjoyed it but i need to watch it again um nice my number 10 is marriage story seen marriage Hmm. story I have. It's a great film. It's on Netflix. Uh, My parents haven't seen it. They should. It's pretty good. Um, it's kind of, you know, depressing sometimes. But, Bummer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, Marriage Story is really good. It's about uh, Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson who are uh, married with a kid and they're going through the process of getting a divorce because they kind of hate each other but also love each other, kind of. It's so it's a movie about, you know, love and marriage and divorce and it's, you know, hard subject matter, but it's a really good movie with great acting. 
Uh, definitely recommend so it. And the music is written by Randy Newman. And we love Randy Newman. <laughs> Randy. And I, I just... I've seen the movie once and I don't know if I'll ever watch it again because <laughs> it is... It's just, hard to watch. It's, it's a hard honestly. watch, honestly. Um, the the acting is so good, but um, yeah, it's not a it's not like a super fun movie. So, um, but I listen to the score all the time. It's like it's it's just so good. It's got this it's got the Randy Newman charm to it. It's super like um, it's just happy music, and it's like he writes just kind of this like um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like not necessarily not necessarily soulful, but like almost like jovial happy tone mm-hmm. um very similar to like toy story or something but joyful um i love it so much it has great melodies um randy newman writes really nice really pretty melodies and i just i love it in the context of the film because it's it's like it really starkly contrasts the like um the character in the, the characters in this movie are super kind of they have explosive arguments they're super loud and crass and it's like a kind of sad movie with a really heavy subject matter but the music contrasts that in a way that like it's it's not distracting it like it it almost like enhances the like um this subject matter is happening but this music kind of captures the like beauty and simplicity of of their life together and um I just I really enjoy it. I think it's really it's just a really pretty score. So mm. um Very maybe pretty. I should watch that again, but you know, we'll see one day. We'll see. Um I'm up. Okay. So here's here's where I uh break off into my own universe real quick. There you go. Um my top ten film scores uh, comp- comprise is uh, of movies, TV shows, and video games yes. because they are better than other movies. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't come up with ten movies. Mm. I had to like these. I when you, we started thinking about this, I literally these are the ten. Plus, like, you know, all those honorable mentions mm-hmm. <clears throat> that I thought of immediately. Yeah. And I was like, these are the ones that I listen to. Sure. They are better than movie scores. So I couldn't, I couldn't pick 10 movies and not talk about all of these ones in great detail. Mm-hmm. So I chose these ones instead of movies. There you go. So apologies to any purists who are like, I need 10 movies on my list. <laughs> I don't think there is anyone who will object to this, but, yeah. you know. Just to defend myself in the event. Um, my number nine is Destiny. Destiny. Uh, Destiny is a video game that came out in 2014. Um, Destiny 2 came out in 2018, maybe? 2019? Uh, it's been ongoing ever since. It's my favorite video game of all time. Oh, wow. Um, it's a first-person shooter, MMORPG sort of thing. Interesting. It's... You shoot aliens to defend the last city on Earth. It is free to play. There you go. On uh, Steam. I don't know if you can play it on your brand new laptop that you didn't mention, but um, I have my 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 old Xbox. I can pull it up on probably. Oh yeah, you can pull it up on the Xbox. Um, so this music kind of it for me. 
Well, yeah. Okay. So like video games, you, you fight the boss. Mm -hmm. It has boss music. That music is the same every time. If it's bad, it's the most annoying thing in the world. If it's good, it's the most amazing thing in the world. Yeah. Right? So the songs I've chosen are Guardian, which is a theme song kind of uh, when you log into the game. Mm. You hear this song. Mm -hmm. It's very it's um, very vocal. It's like a, a choir with some strings in the background. It kind of, it's very nice. Very, yeah. It's just like you log into the game. Aww. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. oh, that's that's nice. We're playing Destiny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then The Last Array, which is a song made for a random mission early in the game. Mm. Just literally a random level. Nothing special. No big boss. Just you're like kind of fighting waves. Mm -hmm. They're coming in. And in the background, this big satellite is moving up because you're turning on the satellite. And the music is so epic for no reason <laughs> it's just so like oh it like really hypes you up yeah. and um yeah so it's you know shooting aliens has never been so fun <laughs> it, it it's just like it makes it so easy yeah. to like get hype and be in that space Man, so i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have um, to play that it's really fun and that you can get to that level without paying for anything so you oh, can play that yeah. it's good um, I didn't mention the orchestrators, the, the arrangers, uh, Michael Salvatore, several other names. And then at the end of the list was Paul McCartney, uh, the Beatle. Um, he was like an advisor on this Interesting. soundtrack for whatever reason. That's wild. Um, he, he just did the first instance. Uh, he did not come back for any of the subsequent scores. Um, because as the game is almost 10 years old and they've made many more songs since then, but he sure. did do the first 20 or so that were on the initial score, mm. which is cool, I guess. Um, I don't know much about the Beatles, sadly. I like Hey Jude. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Destiny is just, it's a very nostalgic game. I don't play it anymore. Um, but, you know, the music just kind of reminds me of good times with good people. So Nice. I like that a lot. It's there very nostalgic for me. Reminds me That's of a happy good. time. Nice. All right. That's super good. I I forgot I was playing Jedi Fallen Order the other day. Also a video game mm. with a with a good score. Pretty good. Um yeah, my number nine is I kinda cheated. It's just it's a Spider Man one through three. They're all Danny Elfman scores. And they're all similar so they're just all they're all on there <laughs> it's fine it's yeah fine. yeah yeah. the spider-man scores so that the first toby Maguire movies um super iconic um music um i love the score for spider-man i think it it's super interesting because it's not a super like typical spider-man's theme in those movies is not like a typical superhero theme like it's super um percussive and almost somber instead of like mm -hmm. most superhero themes that are like big fanfares and that sort of thing um it's almost like a batman theme almost like it sounds more right. batman than anything else um super unique uh danny elfman really like has some really nice themes that enhance emotional moments in the in the movies and um it's utilized super well we talked about in our favorite movies when i talked about spider-man the 
when he's going up the wall for the first time and he's like yeah dun, bum, dun, dun, dun. Bum. it's super fun um that's great yeah i don't have much else to say about it other than it's just like it's super nostalgic to me um oh i didn't talk about my specific songs on the last one but specific songs for these um spider-man one there's a song called farewell at the end that's super um emotional when he's at um a funeral for uncle ben Mm. um super or is it that no it's a funeral for norman osborne um that sounds all right yeah uh super good song super um yeah emotional nostalgic and from spider-man 2 uh there's a song called a phone call um I just really, I listen to those songs all the time, so. Get me um, some cookies with nuts in them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I love those movies so much. I, I don't remember who I was talking to the other day, but they were like, Spider-Man 3 sucks, and I was like, nah, dude, but like, <laughs> watch it, watch it again, because it's great. <laughs> watch it again. I'm the biggest fan of Spider-Man 3, so that's my number nine. Powerful. Powerful. It's a, those are good movies. And I'm sure that it being your favorite movie trilogy of all time did not influence your decision <laughs> to put it on this list at all. Yeah, I mean. I'm just kidding, of course. We have something else on our list that is, of course, obviously uh, influenced. Yes. Anyway. Many of these um, are influenced by our top ten movies of all time. Yes. Um, my number eight is Blade Runner 2049 yes. by Hans Zimmer oh and Benjamin gosh. Walfish. Um, what a movie. We talk, well, Jordan talked about it in his honorable mentions. I'm going to talk about it in my top 10. Um, I think... So the songs I have chosen are Mesa and Rain, which I think are the most normal songs on this score. (laughs) Um, Blade Runner, the reason I wanted to talk about it at length was because it's so different. Mm -hmm. I think the first Blade Runner, which I didn't take the time to look up who did the music for that. I don't know. Um, it's just so unique, and it's not like any movie before or since. It's, it's, it's loud, it's abrasive, it's, it gets in the way, and mm-hmm. we talked about how those are things that make a score bad, but for this movie in particular, when everything is so dark and gloomy and wet, I think that the music being like something that just kind of pierces through all of that, mm-hmm. whether it's happy or sad, I think just kind of works. Yep. Um, and I don't think anything sounds like it, which I think mm-hmm. is cool on its own. Um, it's not necess- like most of the score I wouldn't really listen to. Right. Um, but like when you're watching the movie, it's it's a vibe it for sure. sure. Is, yeah, and I think in terms of that specific movie, I don't think anything else could have really worked. A traditional mm-hmm. score, I don't think would have worked. So right. for Blade Runner twenty forty nine, there are moments of like soft reprieve and time to rest and quiet and just like experience uh, Roger Deakins and his mm-hmm. gorgeous shots. And Denis Villeneuve's, Denis Villeneuve's uh, Wonderful Mind. Yes. Um, Amazing. And um, wow, what a good movie, eh? Yeah. The, uh, so it also good. goes super well with the sound design in that movie. The sound design is super yes. creative, too, and the score goes really well with that. There's a lot of, like, mm-hmm. 
there's this one sound effect where it's like an engine revving. It's like, yeah, <laughs> it's like they, they stuck a mic in a trumpet yeah, or something, something like or like that. a trombone. Yeah. It's super cool. And it's just like, sometimes you're like, is that the score? Cause it, I don't know. It goes well. Yeah. Together. It's I, yeah, that's really, really nice. So, um, if you haven't watched that movie yeah, yet, Mesa and rain, go watch oh my it gosh, right now. Go watch it. Yeah. You should watch blade runner. Yeah. Before you watch Blade Runner 2049, <laughs> this guy over here I didn't not, do that. I've not done that. But it honestly it won't really like ruin it yeah. for you if you but it's one I don't of my think favorite you'll enjoy the first one is. Yeah. yeah, that's true. So, we love that. Okay. Number 8. Okay. For yeah, Jordo. number 8. I also kind of cheated again. I told myself I wasn't going to put uh Star Wars on this list and I I may have put it on here twice, <laughs> oh, but geez. my number eight is Solo, um, which is a mm, Star Wars movie. That's but not it's, John Williams. It's not John Williams, so I thought, okay, I can put oh, this there on there. Uh, so Solo's music was written by John Powell, which is like, I think John Powell might actually be my favorite composer. Even, He's up and coming, bro. Even more than Sir John Williams. I think John Powell might be my favorite. Um, I just said, oh my gosh, I love him so much. Um, I love the score for Solo. It is like, it's so creative for Star Wars. Like, it doesn't sound like any other Star Wars thing. There are moments that, you know, uh, sound very Star Wars. But, um, I think, like, contrasting with Rogue One, for example, the other Star Wars story movie, um, I like that score written by Giacchino. Giacchino. Um, but it's a little bit like, it's a little bit too John Williams, but not, it's mm-hmm. not John Williams, but he's trying to sound too John Williams. Um, but for Solo, I think John Powell did a great job, like being himself and writing a really nice score. The two songs specifically, Lando's Closet and Flying with Chewie, um, mm. are so good. Uh, I love. I listen to Lando's Closet all the time. It's just this. I'll have to add that to the list. You got to man. It's like, it's this beautiful like. They're Han and uh, Kira, I think is her name. Yes. Um, are in Lando's closet and they kiss and whatever because romance. Mm. Um, and it's just it's just beautiful like love theme, um, sweeping cello, all that good stuff. Um, and flying with Chewie is like. Oh my god. The first half of the song is like really upbeat. They're like on the run from the Empire or whatever and they get on the ship. Um uh, and then at a certain point it fades out and then it fades back in and it's like this percussive and you get some acoustic guitar and some like grand piano and it's just like oh, oh man, we're we're both hearing it in our heads right now. But if you gotta listen it's- to it if you're Go to go over to our, our, our playlist and listen to it real quick because it's just it's so good. It's it makes so me so beautiful, happy. dude. Yeah, actually, it's amazing. But yeah, I just I think it's a great Star Wars score, and I love John Powell so much, man. So good. He will show up wow. once again, if not more. I um, I'm gonna also talk briefly about flying with Chewie specifically. Yes. It's not on my list, um, but. When I saw it on your list, I was like, that is a good song. <laughs> I remember the first time I heard it in the theater, mm. I was like, this is the least Star Wars song mm-hmm. I have ever heard. It sounds like it should be on planet Earth. Yes. Like, 
it literally i was like okay and now we hear david attenborough yeah <laughs> come in and talk about a wookie lizards in or something yeah wookie <laughs> and but like i listen to it in the car and i feel like i'm flying or something yeah. like it's just like this it's like oh wow it really it's it's ooh wow music is great you guys music is so good can you tell we like music okay i can't like some people are like i didn't even notice i don't even notice music in movies i'm like that's sad because that's all i think about (laughs) yeah um my number seven seven is another video game Oh. called Persona 5. Uh, Persona 5 is a JRPG turn-based combat game about a group of high school students um, going into the hearts of evil men and turning them good and making them apologize for their crimes. It's super cool. It's very fun. And uh, again... With that, with how I talked about earlier, uh, video games kind of force you to hear songs over and over and over again. Mm. Um, so if they're good, then it's great because you get to hear them all the time. If they're bad, then it's annoying. So Persona 5 is notorious for having a ton of good songs. The two that I chose are Layer Cake and Beneath the Mask. So Layer Cake... Uh, is a store song, so you only hear it when you go into this specific store. This is the gun shop where you buy weapons and guns for your characters. Mm-hmm. And it's just like this like spy noir kind of song. Nice. I played it for you before. Uh, I oh, don't know yeah. if you could hear it through Discord, mm-hmm. but it's just like this ding 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 ding. But yeah, and the guitar comes in. And it's, it's like two minutes long. It's very short, but it just plays on repeat mm. in the store while you're buying stuff. And I just, it, oh, it gets stuck in my head. I hum it all the time. I'm like, yeah, this is really good. Nice. Um, and then Beneath the Mask is a very, like, chill. It's like a guitar and a piano just kind of doing this dun, 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 dun. And this uh, woman, Lynn, singer, Lynn, and the Atlas Sound team, mm. um, they work on this, because I didn't mention them earlier. Um, she has, like, Lynn is the singer for a couple of the songs, and then Atlas does the music itself. <clears throat> and so she sings on Beneath the Mask. It's very chill. It's like, there's the instrumental version, and there's the vocal version. Mm. I listen to the one with words, because I like words. And uh, but you can just as easily listen to the instrumental. It's like I could put on the YouTube uh, edited "Beneath the Mask," but it's ten hours long mm. uh, version, and go to sleep to that song. It's just yeah. so peaceful. It's very simple. You don't have to like think to hear it. At all. Mm. It's very nice. nice. You're just like walking around Tokyo, doing running errands, doing your job, whatever you're doing. Sure. And you're listening to this music. Oh, it's very nice. Interesting. So that's what I like. Um, yeah. So the 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 rest of the music in the because I I could have chosen like five songs. Sure. From this one, um, it's kind of like a low, it's like a slower paced game and lower energy game because it's turn based. You can kind of take your time. 
you're supposed to like manage your time in the game literally speaking like you only have you can only do so many things in a day before the next day comes and you have to get a certain th- things of amount of things accomplished by such and such a day which i think is also you know we're talking about video games a fantastic idea mm-hmm. um and so i just like that a lot of the music is really high energy for this lower energy game yeah. which keeps you hype to play it because sometimes you play these low energy games and you get a little tired sure like stardew valley or minecraft you're just like playing it at 3 a.m and it's like oh, i'm sleeping while i'm playing the game but this they keep the energy high and you're hyped to play it the whole time which i really enjoy yeah so that's fun nice number seven my number seven okay i, I cheated again <laughs> i'm cheating a lot in this what? list i have uh number my number seven avengers infinity war and endgame together because um, mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about both. And again, same composer. They're basically the same movie anyway. The same story. So True, true. Anyway, grouping them together. Both just incredible scores. I, um, I love Alan Silvestri's themes for the Avengers. His main Avengers theme is great. Um, yeah, I mean, Endgame... Endgame's score really just like blew me away. I think it it was super surprising to me how good it was. I bought it on vinyl too because um, I just like to have it. Um, and the my two songs are "Porch" from Infinity War and "The Real yes. Hero" from Endgame. And I wanted to talk Ooh. about those two specifically because on one hand they're just great songs. Um, we talked you talked about "Porch" a little bit a few episodes ago. Um, yes. It's just, it's so, so good. good. Um, and so Porch is a song at the end of Infinity War where Thanos wins and he um, gets to, like he says in the movie, he gets to like rest and gaze over the universe that he saved or whatever he says. Um, so it's this song that's like super like sad and somber but it also is like super peaceful and that kind of like captures the emotion of the moment really well. Um, and then contrast that with the real hero from Endgame, which is the song that plays over Tony Stark's funeral. Oh. Or it's this like, it's a little bit somber, but it's also peaceful and like hopeful. And Tony Stark is finally able to like he's dead but he you know rest finally right so they like Mm -hmm. compliment each other really well and i just like love it uh this is the most recent time i've cried in a theater when uh tony stark's funeral and the song is playing and the camera's panning over just like the, the 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 numerous people um that that tony had affected and 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 the cast of characters and the the, the cinematic universe mm. that you know was started by by Tony Stark and Robert Downey Jr. He's still alive, obviously. The actor didn't actually die, but the character yes. died. <laughs> and man, it just like it's so it's such oh. a good song. And then there's a freaking acoustic guitar solo, and like I'm a sucker for some acoustic guitar in my movie scores. So like it's just I love it so much. I listen to those songs all the time. And the part. 
where Morgan asks for cheeseburgers. <laughs> yeah. It's just, oh my gosh, heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. I could cry thinking about it. Oh, Holy man. crap. I just realized we have the same number six, so that's exciting. Yes, that's pretty cool. That's pretty dope. Not planned, by the way. No. Um, what is it? Well, what let's talk it? about it at the same time. We're talking about it. Um, this... My number six is the Batman. The Batman for by both Michael Giacchino. Oh man! Um, so I'll just talk a little bit first, and then you go. Yep, yep, yep. Um, this song wasn't on my list till I noticed it was on your list, <laughs> and I thought, you know what? You're right. I listened to that soundtrack. Well, okay, so uh, me and Jordan saw the movie twice in like three days. Mm-hmm over the weekend that my sister got married. And uh, we just went to the theater twice, and we're like, we gotta watch this movie twice. And I started listening um, over and over again to all those songs, and I really, really enjoyed it. Um, Can't Fight City Halloween. I don't know how to say those four words to make it sound (laughs) like it makes sense to me. Can't Fight City Halloween. City Halloween. Can't... can't fight city halloween <laughs> i don't know it doesn't make sense um but it's like the first song um while uh bruce is giving his monologue mm-hmm. right writing in his diary mm-hmm. and it's a it's a long song and a lot of the things in this movie to me are very like quiet slowly building songs mm. that i like the most yep and this one is, uh, I want to say, like five or six minutes long of just this, like, boom, dum, 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 <laughs> over and over again. And it's it, so like good. slowly builds and adds these, like, <laughs> and it's like, oh my gosh. It, it just slowly builds and adds all these elements. And you, like, I can see the criminals being afraid of the dark. Yeah. And I really like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Batman theme, which had come out with the trailer, which again mm-hmm. is just like, bam, 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 over and over and again yeah. for like four minutes and just slowly gets louder. Mm-hmm. And it just, it, it's the simplest uh, theme ever. Yeah. But it's like you said, not a typical superhero theme. Mm-hmm. I think Batman has like a special air about him where like people try a little bit harder when they make music for him because Dark Knight, the Joker music, Mm. insane. Didn't talk about that on my, but like that long Mm -hmm. note um, at the beginning of the movie, super good. Um, I just think that... It works perfectly. It's like yep. you don't have to try really hard to come up with these super complex and powerful melodies when something super simple and you know easy works just as well um, and can be you know equally powerful and good and creative. So sure. that's really cool. I think I think Michael works really hard to do that. Um, I noticed something else got written on my <laughs> list, so I'll talk about it as well. Uh, it was one of the original memes on this podcast, actually. Yeah. When we recorded the first episode, I think, we sung it on the outro. <laughs> um, something in the Way by Nirvana. Yes. 
um, was kind of like remade into the score of this movie. Mm -hmm. And I think we talked about it briefly that the key from that song is the key of the whole score. And they kind of hold to that, at least for all of the major themes. Yeah. Um, They keep that score to the same key of that song. So then when that song is played a couple times in the movie, it fits right yeah. in. And that's pretty cool. And they've talked about it, so. how like it plays at the beginning of the movie and that song, like the, the meaning of that song carries a certain like meaning for Batman at the beginning of the movie. And by the end of the movie, after his character arc, the meaning of the song also fits his character arc in a different way than it did at the beginning of the movie. And so it's mm. like, wow, you know, that's filmmaking. <laughs> wow. wow. Oh, my gosh. That's so good. I might have to, I'll add that to my uh, uh, Batman video script or something. I need to talk about that. There you go. Uh, I'm still working on that. But yeah, dude, the Batman is so good. <laughs> I just <laughs> love it so much. Um, the, yeah, they, I think they released three singles before the movie came out. The Batman, Catwoman, and The Riddler. And I just think each one of those, you know, those are the main characters of the movie, the Batman, Catwoman, and the Riddler, and Jeek, mm-hmm. you know, like, crafted their themes so freaking well. Um, you talked about the Batman theme, how it's just, like, the, well, the the track the Batman has, the, like, Batman theme, it's like, bam, 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 bam. It's just, like, two chords yeah. over and over again. Um but it also has this like super sweeping melodic kind of romantic theme through the middle of it. That's super good. Um, Catwoman's theme is super like, it's like elegant and like flowy. Um, and the Riddler's theme is a, a, the Riddler's theme is a reharmonization of Ave Maria, which is a song that, plays a significant Very near role, and dear to yes, his in in that character's life Mark. um mm-hmm. the movie actually opens on ave maria um and it's just like it's genius it's like wow yes <laughs> filmmaking so good oh. uh did i have anything else we like movies it's just so good. yeah <laughs> so that's our number six we're halfway through halfway through yes indeed yes indeed um my number five yep, number five number five yes my number five is uh not a movie not a video game <laughs> it's a tv show there you go uh so maybe i'm cheating here having multiple seasons but it's all the same composer um this show is called attack on titan which anybody who has at least even heard of anime has probably heard of Attack on Titan. Mm-hmm. It's very popular these days um, as anime slowly takes over the West. And um, Hiroyuki Sawano is the composer for the score of these, uh, the, all four seasons actually mm-hmm. of the show. And um, he. In particular, well, okay, yeah. Every song in this score is a banger. Mm. And I think this show is very uh, angsty at first. And, like, a lot of yelling and screaming and young people being angry at the world. And then 
they get older and they're depressed. Mm. And because the world sucks that they live in. Oh my gosh, the world sucks. And there are a couple moments that are supposed to be happy and the music is sad mm. and it's like there's there's no escape of for these characters there are like literally yes there are happy moments with happy songs to like pull you up a little bit mm-hmm. before they smash you down again in the show <laughs> over and over and over again yeah. this show is so depressing i've cried like five times <laughs> um but the songs that i picked out which, by the way, I don't know what's going on with this guy in naming songs, but his songs are super oddly named. Uh, this, well, okay. The two songs that I have are Call of Silence, which isn't oddly named, yeah. um, and T-KT, which I couldn't tell you a single thing about what that means. <laughs> um, but he has songs that are like just a bunch of special characters. Or You See Big Girl, colon, T-T. I don't know. Interesting. Any what? <laughs> it makes no sense. Yeah. Interesting. Or he'll like name the song, but the letters are different versions of those letters, like mm. special character versions of those letters. So he's just having fun naming his songs. Um, so these two songs in particular are f- were chosen because they are only in the show one time. Mm. And so with anime and TV shows in general, a lot of themes are written and then they are used over and over again, which I've talked about in video games. I like that because the songs are good. I listen to them a bunch of times. It's easy to memorize them. I like that part. Uh, These two songs, though, are only used once because they're in two of the most impactful moments of the show. And I can't really talk about them uh, on the off chance that Jordan ever watches this show, which I highly recommend. (laughs) Everyone on the planet do. Yeah. Maybe not for your first anime. Don't. This should not be your first. Mm. Because Fair episode enough. one, it, it shouldn't be your first. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. It was like my 50th, and I still was like, whoa. <laughs> so, uh, Call of Silence is very sad about this girl who woke up after 60 years of like being in a coma that's what i'm gonna call it Mm. and um she sees something and it's like the best art and it's like i can't it's hard to explain without just spoiling everything but it's like it swells and it's singing and it's oh Mm. so good and then tkt is like your classic orchestral swelling song that's very good mm. at a moment where a character makes a choice and the choice is um good bad <laughs> uh who can, say? who can say and um uh the resulting consequence of that action is still playing out mm. a season later which i like and um good music there you go for that moment um I wanted to briefly mention, well, I I guess I kind of already talked about it, but music in general, and this show exemplifies that for me, is that it can kind of force you to feel an emotion. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think art in general is supposed to be able to do that for you. 
And that's kind of like what art is, is like making you feel what the artist felt sure. when they made it, right? And um, for me, uh, like classic like painting and drawing and visual art doesn't really do that very often mm. for me, aside from movies and TV, cinematography. Um, because, it's, I don't know, because it's real life. I don't know. I got to psychoanalyze myself on that one. But music is it it's so easy for me mm. to get into a headspace that music wants me to be in yeah. and i think that this show does a very good job of extracting those emotions mm. and you talked about porch from uh infinity war yeah. that song is like it makes you happy that thanos killed half yeah. the universe <laughs> like i feel the serenity and like the yeah. peace mm -hmm. that he feels and that scares me <laughs> but it like i i listen to that song and i'm like yes thanos well done yeah. <laughs> you did it <laughs> so good so yeah so that's awesome. there you go a little spiel for me spiel my number mm -hmm. five yeah uh star trek yes so star trek Ooh. 2009 the first jj abrams film uh, yeah, Star Trek 2009 is written. The music was written by Michael G. Kino, a legend. Kino, the man himself. Um, one of the big three. This was like, say. this is probably one of the most nostalgic scores of my entire life. Um, G. Kino is also a master of like themes, and like mm -hmm. his music for this movie just like stuck in my mind so much. I probably saw it at like ten years old or so. And it was like, so the, the two songs I have, uh, there's one called That New Car Smell and just the end credits song is on, is on here. Um, I was like 10, 11 years old. I had an MP3 player and I had, you know, some Stephen Curtis Chapman, some like, Ooh. you know, Michael W. Smith. And then, I, w. Smith. <laughs> and then I had, then I had end credits from Star Trek 2009, Woo. and it's nine minutes long, and I listened to all nine minutes, probably more than I've ever listened to any song in my entire life. I was just, for whatever Whoa. reason, I just freaking loved listening to this, like, it's the end credits, so it's like a, it's like a, um, what's that called? A, um, a compilation. A compilation of all the themes from the movie, and um, I just, I just love, lo love, I love the vibe. I love it. Uh, that Michael G. Kino went for this movie, um, especially in that new car smell. He's using some sort of like electric violin type thing. It almost sounds sounds like a theremin, but it's like uh, mm. he uses it for um, like Spock's theme and Vulcan. Um, he uses it a lot in those scenes. And it's just like the melody is, and it's super sci-fi. It's super cool, um, and yeah, I, I just—it's so nostalgic. I actually really love that movie. Um, it's a pretty good movie. I, I really like it, and it just the themes are just so—they're just so good. They just every scene it has such a good, uh, has a good track in it. So, man, yeah, I love it. Wow. It's great. It's great. That's awesome. I do, um, I do have the opening credit theme from that mm -hmm. song as well, and I do like to hum along mm -hmm. with it. I do, you know what? I do really like those movies quite a bit. Yeah, 
So, uh, yeah, maybe we'll watch those someday. We should. We can talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we should do a Star Trek. Um, Star Trek is low-key pretty good. I love Star Trek. I mean, it's pretty popular, but, you know. Um, okay, my number four. I got a trio of animes here in the, in the top five. There you go. Uh, number four is Vinland Saga Ooh. by uh, Yutaka Yamada. And um, it's about Vikings mm. and Viking, like Norse-English war between all of those nations in Europe, Western Europe. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's like, you know, pillaging and dark and war and blood and killing and, you know, all that sort of mm. stuff. And all of the music is super sad. And um, it's just like, I don't know. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, the two songs I have are Chill Rain. Mm. And end of the prologue. Sure. So this first season is 24 episodes, uh, which I th personally, I think, is the perfect length for an episode uh, season of a TV show. 22 to 24. And um, they use these themes a lot. So it's a, a little bit different than Attack on Titan, where I picked specific songs. Chill Rain is used almost every episode. Mm. But it's just like a lot of the songs in this show are just piano sure. in like an echoey room kind of feel. Mm -hmm. And um, it's very peaceful. Most of the show takes place in the winter, so there's a lot of snow. And uh, the first time you heal, hear Chill Rain is like you follow this girl as she's walking through the snow, kind of freezing. Mm -hmm. um, and it's very like somber, but peaceful. Like you have this sort of serenity to it with just this solo piano being very like kind of sad I guess mm -hmm. I don't know how to explain it besides sad yeah <laughs> but um it just it makes me feel things ah. and I enjoy those things mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and it it makes me think of the show which also is incredibly good by yeah. the way um, it just showed up on Netflix, and season two was announced, so that's nice. Go there watch that, too. Um, yeah, like I said, most of the songs are piano, so like Chill Rain. Uh, there's a song called Dagger. Uh, there's a song called Tenderness. Those are piano only, and they're very beautiful pieces. Mm. And then there's like a lot of percussive songs. And End of the Prologue, which is the last song you hear, kind of teases the second season, showcases the first season um, in a beautiful way that I won't spoil because it ruins the entire show, if you know what goes down. And uh, the song made me cry the mm. first time I heard it, um, which that doesn't happen a lot the first time mm -hmm. I hear a song. Um, I didn't even cry to Endgame the first time I watched mm -hmm. it, but I've cried every time since. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's that. But this one made me cry the first time I heard it. It was just a very powerful mm -hmm. moment. Um, and they bring in this theme. It's very, it's like the first song in the whole soundtrack that's like a whole orchestra. Yeah. And it's very like suddenly you're like, oh, yeah. And it's, 
yeah, so it, it's a little overwhelming almost. Um, I just really love it because mm-hmm. it it pulls it pulls you in to the end of the show, and you're like, no, don't be done. Yeah, and I've waited like three years for this second season now. So, oh wow, that's that's annoying for me. <laughs> um, yeah, so Vinland Saga, you should watch that show, please. Okay, I'll watch it go. with you. Sweet. My number four is Interstellar. <laughs> Oof, what a good movie. Yeah, it's great. Um, I'll say a few things, but I know it's, you know, it may, it may or may not show up later on your list. So I'll. What? Yeah, we'll see. You know, if you have more to say what? later, you know, I'll let you say more. Um, okay. But yeah, I mean, we've, we've talked about Interstellar before. Uh, we love the music in Interstellar. Hans Zimmer. Yes. Uh, probably probably his best work, question mark? Um, I would say. I would say it's probably his best. Um, super like, you know, it's kind of a meme. Like it's like organs, you know. It's very yeah. organ heavy. Um And I love it. I think it's great. <laughs> yeah. It's just perfect. like it's the the the... I think it's the perfect, like, science fiction score, right? Like, mm. Dune and Blade Runner 2049 um, are very different type of science fiction, and the scores are perfect for that type of, like, kind of elevated, a little bit more fantastical science fiction. Yeah. Um, Interstellar is, you know, as real life Grounded. as, you know, we can get with interstellar travel. Um and I think the score is just so good. It fits like, it feels like a like kind of like a old school science fiction vibe. And um, mm. the I love like all the songs in the in the movie, but um, Day One and Stay are like a couple of my favorites. I love Stay because it like it's another like it's a slow build, and like it it's just like it starts out really quiet and like. Uh, breathy and he uses like kind of wind sound mm-hmm. and it just like it builds and it's just sweeping and then it's like organs and then eh, and it just like it builds super <laughs> well when he's he's uh he's leaving for space um it's just so good i love it so much i think it's great so that's all i'll say for now <laughs> My number okay four. um I'll talk about it when it comes up again. There you go. We'll just if it does, we'll just let it who's we'll to just say. let it sit. If it comes up, yes, of course. Um, my number three, rounding out the non movies mm-hmm. on my movie list here, uh, is Violet Evergarden by Evan Call. Oh. He does all of the music for this one, and um, so I have Never Coming Back and Across the Violet Sky. Um, I think this show, and I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this and it sounds like I'm joking because I've said this about other things. Um, and it, it kind of, it might contradict some opinions I have on other things. But when I think about this show, also on Netflix, you can watch it on Netflix, Mm. Violet Evergarden. Um, I think it is my favorite piece of art. In, in terms of its collective, the animation, there is nothing on earth that looks as good as this show. And I, and I will fight you on that. There is nothing else. 
that looks as good as this show, in my opinion. Um, shout out Kyoto Animation uh, for this show. They are insane. They are so good. This show is gorgeous. You watch the trailer, you cry. Um, this show is about a girl who was a soldier growing up, and she doesn't know how to live in the real world. And someone who cared for her very deeply told her that they loved her. She doesn't know what that means. So it's about her um, writing love letters so she can learn what love is. <laughs> and she writes all these beautiful letters and she writes a movie at one point for people who can't write or read. And it literally, there's like three separate episodes with three separate stories, 20 minutes long. It's just a, it's an anime, mm -hmm. the 20 minute episodes, three episodes in a row, three separate cries <laughs> in insane. Um, and Across the Violet Sky, and I'm here to say it again, Across the Violet Sky is my favorite song. Oh, wow. There you go. There are, there are no other songs that I would pick before I pick this song. Okay. It, it, I, I drove home from work yesterday, two days ago now already, and I put it on and I smiled the whole time. <laughs> yeah. It's just like... Ah, uh, wow. Mm. I literally can't put it into words what this song means to me. There you go. Um, it's insanely good. And uh, I think the show and anime in general, I'm just going to put it out there because, you know, for whatever reason, people don't like anime. I don't know. Um, I think this and most anime overall is undervalued and underrated and misunderstood. It's preaching. And I think that you should watch all of these shows. There you go. And I'll probably make solo episodes on this channel talking about shows because be awesome. I love them yep. so much. So that's my spiel. That's, well, me, thank you for listening to my you're TED me Talk. Hype for Violet Evergarden. I'm going to have to. You got to watch for, it, dude. Yeah. I'll watch it with okay. you. It's so good. That sounds, it sounds good. Man. Okay. Got to follow it up. Three. My number three, uh, La La Land, uh, is Ooh, written. Haven't seen La La Land. You haven't seen it. Wow, you should watch no. it. It's great. I take um, great pride in having not seen. Oh it. come on, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> is there a reason you haven't seen it? Are you against La La Land? Are you morally against it? Uh, no. I just didn't see it when it yeah. was hype, and then I lived with two different people in college mm. who had La La Land posters. Yeah. And that at that point, I was just like. I was just like, it is I'm like going to be that guy that never saw it. It is. I think it got a little bit too much hype because <laughs> like it's it's one of my I should have put it on my honorable mentions of my favorite movies. It's one of my one of my favorite movies. Um, wow. But like, I don't know. It's interesting as a as like a musical. It's probably not as good as most other musicals, but like, hmm. The music itself, so the score written by Justin Hurwitz, is just amazing. I love it so much. Um, Justin Hurwitz also is the guy who wrote um, the score for Whiplash. We love Whiplash. Um, oh, I gotta see Whiplash. So that that, that <laughs> oh, you haven't watched it. That's right. I haven't seen Whiplash. Um, that duo, the director Damien Chazelle and composer Justin Hurwitz, both did. Whiplash and La La Land. 
Um, mm. uh, two songs, Planetarium and Epilogue. Um, Planetarium is very sweeping, orchestral. Um, Epilogue has some of that, and it also has some of the... La La Land, La La Land is a very jazz-heavy story, and uh, music-wise, um, lots of jazz stuff, which I love jazz music also. Mm. And... You like jazz? I do. I like jazz. Um, but yeah, I just, I love, I don't have a ton to say about La La Land, honestly. Like, it's just, I really love the filmmaking of it. Um, I was talking about this the other day with, with, with a couple people. Um, La La Land and The Greatest Showman came out, like, around the same time. And I hate The Greatest Showman. Uh, I think it's, I think Ooh. it's garbage. Uh, <laughs> and so the greatest La La Land came out first and it won best picture but it also didn't win best picture uh, <laughs> yeah and and then Greatest Showman came out a few months after that I think and there were a lot of people that were like Greatest Showman is like the best thing ever and the Greatest Showman is like what La La Land should have been and La La Land's crap and the Greatest Showman is the best thing ever and I just are you referencing uh, pretty much it video no I don't know I, I haven't seen that one actually oh um, I they say basically the I same just thing. I definitely just hate the Greatest Showman. Uh, for one of the one of the reasons is the music is fine, but it's very like it's pop music. It's very produced, auto tuned, um, mm. that sort of thing. Which if you like that, that's fine. But La La Land on the other end of the spectrum is very like the a lot of the songs, the singing Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling are singing live in the room and it's like they're not the best singers they're just not like ryan gosling isn't the best singer in the world but like i love it because it's super authentic and it's like mm. recorded live and emma stone has one song that is just like incredible and like you can hear all the imperfections which elevates the performance in my opinion um it's not overly produced and that sort of thing and I think the music is just so, it's just so good. I love La La Land. I'm a staunch defender Beautiful. of La La Land. I'm not against it. Yeah. I'm just never it going did, to see there it. There is some, like, it can, there are some people who, it can become pretentious, I guess. Oh. Yeah. I love it. I see. Good, 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 for, good you know, good for you. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I love that for there you. There you go. No, we're, we're going to okay, talk to um, Yes, powerful stuff. Uh, my number two is Interstellar. Wow. Uh, so we are going to talk about it more. Hans Zimmer yes. coming in. It's actually my only Hans Zimmer. Oh, no, Blade Runner. Never yeah. mind. Um, I have three different songs Ooh. from Interstellar than the ones that Jordan picked. Mm -hmm. I have Cornfield Chase, Mountains, and No Time for Caution. Great stuff. Um, so this is the only one I picked three for. Um, but just because I couldn't choose two of mm -hmm, these three. Mm -hmm. uh, Cornfield Chase is like the main theme of this movie, yep. I would say. It's like the... It's, it's got a slow build to it, mm -hmm. which I enjoy. Um, and Mountains and No Time for Caution are like Alfred Hitchcock level suspense. Yeah. Uh, like music it adds to the suspense of those scenes which are incredibly suspenseful mm -hmm. which i love so um 
And Hans is very good at melodies. I like a good melody. Mm-hmm. Um, John Williams is a master of melodies, I would say. Yeah. Um, over Randy Newman, personally. I would say. Um, I would agree. But, yeah, I remember... I don't remember who I was watching it with, but the second time I saw Interstellar was in my in the loft room mm-hmm. across above the stairs there. And we're sitting on the couch. I'm watching it with like two of Caitlin's friends or something. And we're watching the movie and I stood up in my house and was like, "Get the airlock. <laughs> Come on." <laughs> and started yelling at my screen. It's just ah oh, it really is like it gets me, mm-hmm. gets me going, gets me hyped. It is, they're bangers, dude. Those two mountains and yeah. No Time for Caution are just so good. So I really Intense. like it. The horns coming in. Yeah. Like I said, it's, it's, it's mostly about the suspense it makes yeah. me feel, um, which I'm like kind of cynical about movies and like happy endings mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. Cause I'm like, oh, it's, yeah, it's all going to work out in the end, right? So when a movie can actually make me think, like, maybe things aren't okay, yeah. that's when I really start to enjoy something. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I actually can't predict whether or not things are going to work out. Um, so songs that are connected to those times, in turn, are also very important yes. and powerful for me. Mm-hmm. So. There you have that. More Interstellar. We love Interstellar. We love Interstellar. As you may have known from my list Mm -hmm. in the Mm -hmm. first episode we did, or the second episode we did, Top 10 Movies, Interstellar is my favorite movie. So (laughs) it's not a shocker that it's on this list. (laughs) Yeah. So there you go. Okay. My number two, How to Train Your Dragon. What? John Powell. My favorite composer, I think. It's hard to choose between him and John, but okay. So how to train your dragon is, is between John and John. Yeah. Right. Um, I love how to train your dragon, uh, came out 2010. I saw it when I was 10 years old. Um, loved it, seen it millions of times, probably, probably not actually. It's a pretty good movie. Um, the themes and how to train your dragon are just so in like the music is ridiculously good. Like it's almost, too good. It's too good. It's for too this good movie. for this animated movie, which I think the How to Train Your Dragon trilogy is like one of the one of the better like kids trilogies we've gotten in the past, you know, ten years. I've only seen the first. Oh one. man, you got, okay? Watch this. Watch the next ones. <laughs> uh, you might not like them as as much now as since we're adults, we're grown men. Maybe. Yeah. I watch. Plenty of children's. Yeah. I Miss Marvel's my favorite That's true. MCU show. <laughs> and it's TVPG. Yeah. So uh, but two tracks, Forbidden Friendship and Coming Back Around. Uh Forbidden Friendship is the song where Hiccup and Toothless kind of meet for the first time and are like learning their uh, quirks and everything and becoming friends. Coming back around is like the the final action sequence. Um and I love John Powell uses a lot of um, choir vocal type things in his scores, mm. and I really like some of the vocal moments um, in those songs, especially Forbidden Friendship. There's a there's a section of Forbidden Friendship that's like a bunch of like mallet instruments, like 
battling it out mm. in this just like beautiful melody and it's really really gorgeous um those there are tons of great songs the the love theme is really good um that one's kind of basic First flight or something like yeah, that yeah i think it's test drive or something the the like that's like you know yeah. the iconic theme uh it's, it's all great it's like it's probably like Star Trek and How to Train Your Dragon and Star Wars are like the main like movie scores that I've always like I, I feel like I've been listening to my whole life. Like when I was, you know, mm. nine, ten years old when I was started really getting into uh, movies and, and movie scores and that sort of thing. Those were like yeah, Star Wars, How to Train Your Dragon and like Star Trek were always in rotation. So super nostalgic. Um great stuff. So and we've we've made it to our number ones, which to, 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 to shock no one. one. I mean, the most we said you said thing. we weren't allowed to put these movies on. I, our when list. we were talking about this episode, I was just like, it would be too obvious to like talk about this the this movie series because like we've talked about it enough. Uh, but actually, we've only talked about it once. That's true. <laughs> so. Um, but yeah, it's our collective number one to no one's surprise is Star Wars. Look at that. And we're just going to cover all of them. Yeah. Um, Star Wars by John Williams. Big John. John doesn't miss. <laughs> he doesn't number miss. one. French horn lover. Mm. Um, the two songs that I picked are Princess Leia's theme and Yoda and the Force. Mm-hmm. Uh, Princess Leia's theme was my favorite song of all time before Across the Violet mm. Sky, before I had seen that. Um, it's just, a, it's very powerful. Mm. The horns are strong, uh, which I like. And um, Carrie Fisher is an uh, amazing person. Yeah. So, and there's like a, a piccolo mm-hmm. solo. Mm hmm. That is really, really nice in yeah. the middle of that song. We did so, that song. Something I can whistle to. I think we did that song my senior year of band, and it was just like... Really? So, it was so much fun. I loved it. When I was in band, we played like Bryce Canyon. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We didn't really get to do a lot of we, movie we stuff. We played a bunch. We played, we played Princess Leia's theme. We played some How to Train Your Dragon, some... I think we I think we played Skyfall, like the Adele song. <laughs> That's awesome. And that sort of thing, so... Lord of the Rings we played. That's, that makes me that makes me jealous. Yeah. I wish I got cooler stuff to play. There's a and maybe I would still be playing. There's a video somewhere probably my parents have of our band when I was playing clarinet, we played a uh, a medley. That's the word I was looking for. The medley from mm. How to Train Your Dragon and it was like transcendent for me. But wow. Yeah. Star Wars, man. Princess Leia's theme. What was the other one? Uh, Yoda in the Force, oh, yes. which classic. is the moment that Yoda picks up the X-Wing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my favorite movie moment. Mm. I talked about a lot of my favorite things yeah, ever. We have lots of favorites. And I think, I think music actually has a, a large influence mm-hmm. on these moments. But in terms of movies, um, Yoda proving Luke wrong and talking about the force all of that stuff is like unreal mm. to me 
I love it so much. And and Yoda and the Force itself isn't something that I I mean I listen to it all the time of course but like it's 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 a a song from a specific moment and not a theme which I think for me Star Wars is more about the themes yeah. than the specific moments but this one instance it's my favorite movie mm. moment uh certainly my favorite Star Wars moment yeah. and it's just like Oh, you didn't wow. like when he, uh, he, when Luke raises the X-wing in Rise of Skywalker at the end as a Force ghost, and they play the Yoda and the uh, Force no. theme for no reason. <laughs> I, you didn't um, like that. You didn't like that at all. I just about got up. That's and left, not your favorite honestly. movie moment of all time. No, <laughs> uh, it's annoying that you even reminded me that that existed, um, as I've only seen it once. Yeah, they did that. Um, they played Yoda they really and the did. Force. For a scene where Luke's force ghost lifts an X-Wing out of the water. And that sucks. Mm. I hate that. Yeah. So. But anyway, there's a good uh, thing. Yeah. Star Wars about. is insane. Um, the French horn. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in, in several moments, I talked about it in Princess Leia's theme. In the finale to episode five, there is a French horn solo as we watch the Millennium Falcon fly off um, near a nebula or something. I'm not exactly sure what they're looking at. Um, that's one of the songs I learned to play on the French mm-hmm. horn. Um, it's beautiful, and I love it very much. Mm-hmm. So I guess if I had to pick one Star Wars movie, I'd probably pick Episode Five. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also has Luke and Leia, I think, in it. That might be Episode... Think that's... Oh, no, it is in Episode Five. Is it? I think it's... Um, maybe it is also. When they're I'm in thinking the, of the moment in Return of the Jedi where they're talking... In the Ewok village, yeah. Um, there's the, well, there's the moment when they're in the Millennium Falcon in that little yeah, cramped maybe room. maybe that's there too. I don't know. It might be playing there. But yeah. I'd probably pick episode five. Yeah. Yeah, my... So, Star Wars. ...songs I picked, Luke and Leia. I think Luke and Leia is a little bit underrated because it shows up it doesn't show up a lot in Star Wars. Like it, it's only mm-hmm. a few times because it's the Luke and Leia theme. It shows up in the Rise of Skywalker when Lando is talking to his random, you know, this this other girl who may or may not be his daughter or like lover or something. That's you know for no reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they they play it in that moment for literally no reason, and that infuriates me. Um, I love that Luke and Leia's theme, also Yoda's theme, which comes in and, and Yoda and the Force and all that. Yeah. Um, I also think Anakin's theme from The Phantom Menace is super underrated as well. Hmm. Uh, give that a listen. Um, I think it's, I think it's it, like, I just recently discovered it because, like, I don't watch those movies super often. But I think that, you sure. know, the music from the prequels, I mean, the prequels obviously get, you know, a bad rap and there's there's kind of a resurgence of prequel love. But, I mean, nobody has ever said that the music in the prequels is bad like the... The music in right. the prequels is John is carrying is fantastic. Those movies on his yeah, back. there's so many. Anakin and Padme's love theme is amazing, and all of that stuff is is really yeah. good. Across the stars, yeah. which is Incredible. a reference to uh, Romeo and Juliet, of oh. course, the star-crossed lovers. Yes. Um, fun little yeah word play there. But yeah, I think very good. Song. The reason, it, like, it's our number one. Like, I feel like it's you know the the music and the movies that I've seen the most in my life and that that go back to you know my days as a child <laughs> and 
my days yawn when yes a child i was of course and yeah i don't know i don't think anybody's gonna argue with us that it's our number one so i mean it's star wars has battle of the heroes episode three duel of the fates across the stars there's even there's good stuff Uh, in the sequel the throne room uh octo yeah canto bite um march of the resistance is even a new home march of the resistance um, Kylo Ren's theme. Oh, yeah, right. mm-hmm. um, Jedi theme steps. Jedi steps. Yeah, Ray's theme. There's some stuff in Rise of Sky in the Rise of Skywalker album that I really like. Um, yeah, I think it's there's one called A New Home, mm-hmm. which is the song that plays when she buries the lightsabers on Ugh, Tatooine, yeah. which seems to be a theme. Uh, people like to bury lightsabers in Tatooine. Yeah. I'm not there's sure what that's about. A bunch of lightsabers in the sand um, in, there, in that planet. Yeah, but it's like this nice. Do, 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 mm. Which I like. Yeah. So I like when Kylo Ren's theme switches to a major key when he becomes Ben Solo again. Like that's you know that's filmmaking also. Yeah. So. Oh, one cool like deep conspiracy theory oh. thing about Star Wars music. Um, before Ryan Johnson uh, killed Snoke and killed Star Wars. Or, sorry. That, let me let me rephrase. Mm. I'm. This is not about Ryan okay. Johnson. Before J.J. Abrams ruined Snoke okay. <laughs> and turned him into the Emperor yes. or whatever, Snoke was definitely Plagueis. Really? In Ryan Johnson's oh, this is a theory. mind. This is a theory, yes. of course, but I believe it to my fullest being. Yes. Um, because in episode three, there is a song called Darth Plagueis that plays during the uh like weird star wars performance yep chancellor palpatine is telling the tragedy of darth plagueis to anakin Mm -hmm, and it's mm -hmm. this like oh song very like dark quiet like low voice Mm -hmm. guy singing this one note for a long time the first every time we see snoke in force awakens and last jedi that same song is playing yep it's called Snoke's theme or whatever else, but it's like the exact same thing. And you don't think that that was on purpose? <laughs> you don't think John was told, hey, we want this theme for this character to be the same as this theme for yeah, this character? I, I don't think. <laughs> because, they're the, because they're the same character. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know if I buy it because we've talked about like, they're just putting music wherever in those movies because they don't care about themes or anything, so... I would like to believe that that's true, but they, I don't also, I, uh, I don't really have faith I that think they that's exactly uh, would happened. be that faithful. But I like that so. theory. I, I, in our head canon, I think that can be true, that he's I'm happy with Plagueis. that. We just, we just delete episode yeah. nine from our we head should write, canon we should and write replace a, it with... A, a episode nine revision. Um, I'd probably have to rewrite episode eight first. Probably, yeah. Maybe you probably just have to start just, from scratch. Just, just Finn. <laughs> just Finn. Yes, for just sure. Just rewrite Finn. Take out Rose. Sorry, Kelly. Um, <laughs> dang, poor Kelly. Man. Yeah. Um, that that's anyway. We love um, Star Wars okay. music. Yeah, we love Star Wars. Everything about Star Wars is amazing. Yeah, is. Let's be honest. Even Kenobi. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe not. Okay. I like it. It's whatever. whatever. Um. What's next, Jordan? Uh, yeah, next week uh, we'll be discussing Nope. So go see Nope is out today, Thursday. 
when we're recording this, you'll you won't hear it till Tuesday. But if you haven't seen Nope yet, go see Nope. We're gonna talk about it next Tuesday. Uh, it's gonna be fun. I had a great time recording this episode. I told Joshua that I just so like, much fun. Pumped to be talking about something that's not Disney or Star Wars or Marvel. We talked about Star Wars, but it's not something you know that makes me angry. So yeah, I'm just like I've been <laughs> I've been happy this entire episode, and I haven't been upset. So that's good. <laughs> that's really it's good. really good. So I had a I have always have a great time on this show. Thanks for yes. joining us. Thanks for listening and watching mm-hmm. and you know and being being here and sitting down and driving and standing up and however you're listening. Working, and, you know. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you guys. Honestly. Yeah. It's so, awesome. We'll see you guys next week. Yes. For nope. Or nope. Yes. The movie. No. Nope. Yes. See you guys. Farewell. Bye.